This is the Married to the Road podcast with your hosts, Larry and Angie Baum. Married team truckers who will share with you the latest trucking news, share stories of life out on the road, their crazy road dogs, and how they are giving back to the trucking community with their Treat a Trucker campaign. Sit back, relax, and listen into Married to the Road. Keep your eyes on the road and your ears on us. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Married to the Road podcast. We are team truck drivers. have been on the road for, God, how long? Eight years now? Eight years now. I am Angie. I've been driving for eight years, and this is my sexy better half husband, Larry. How long have you been driving? Eighteen years. <laughs> He's like, and hopefully not too much longer. <laughs> uh, I'm ready to retire. Semi-retire. <laughs> and our dog, Nova... You will not leave me alone. We have a six-month-old hucky, ha, hucky. Hucky. We have a six-month-old husky dog named Nova. If you guys want to see pictures of her, be sure to visit our Facebook page, Marriage the Road. She's got the most beautiful light blue eyes ever, and And she's a lover. And she's a hugger. She's giving me a hug right now. Aww. Yes. So we are, we can tell everybody where we're at now because we're off. We're off for probably today and tomorrow. Yep. And uh, we are in a place we haven't been before. I mean, we haven't, like, visited here. No, this place is pretty cool. We're in Virginia Beach at a truck stop called Big Charlie's. Yeah. Okay, and we checked out the restaurants around here. Right across the street is an amazing steakhouse. I think we might get the tomahawk. It's only $125. Okay, but the way I look at it, (laughs) we're splitting the tomahawk for dinner, and then we should have enough to have it for breakfast. So, technically... Two meals for four people. That's the way I'm looking at it. <coughs> but we might not get it. I got. I got to put some I, rationality I, I, I in there. I don't know if I could spend 125 dollars on us. Oh bull crap! You saw the. He sat here and went through the photos in this restaurant. And he's like, Oh my god, they have lamb chops. Oh my god, they have shrimp. Oh my god, they have escargot. Oh my god, they have French onion soup and lobster tails. <laughs> oh, lobster. oh my god, I the lobster tails. They're rock lobsters. They're huge. <laughs> so if I might get a lobster tail instead of the tomahawk. Mm-mm-mm. Just get the regular ribeye. Oh, oh, oh. Just get a regular ribeye. It was big enough for Yeah, for the, the shrimp meals. looks pretty good, too. The shrimp look amazing. That place is awesome. We will definitely... It's called uh, Aberdeen's Barn. <laughs> that reminds me of Aberdeen's Proving Ground. Yep. <laughs> but we'll definitely take pictures and post photos because even the outside of the restaurant looks really cute. And then down the road is a all you can eat seafood buffet. Yeah. So we're probably going to hit that tomorrow. And that one's close to the beach. That's right by Virginia Beach. Yes. So we'll hit we'll hit the restaurant tomorrow and uh, the beach afterwards. It's going to be chilly. It's only going to be 45, but today it's rainy out although the sun is starting to peak out, but it's colder. Today's like 35. Tomorrow's supposed to be 45, so we fear you know, we'll bundle up and the sun will be out. Maybe we go to the beach. Because I've never been to a beach in Virginia. So it'll be a new one for both of us. Yep. But we had an interesting weekend. I mean, we drove. We pretty much drove all weekend. And it rained and it snowed pretty much the whole weekend. I had a scary incident, though. You were sleeping when that happened. Yeah, but I felt it. We were, I was in, uh, I think I was in Kentucky. No, no, I was in Missouri. I was, I was on my way home. Because we actually stopped at home for a couple hours, long enough to get mail. I went, I went home, I got mail, 
I got our free cell phone that we got from AT&T. And then I went and got groceries at Walmart. And so it was on our way home. And I was in Missouri. And I was going up a hill. And I started coming up a semi-truck that I was starting to catch or starting to catch him so I tried to get over I was going to get over to my left hand lane to go around him and I saw that there was an older van that was like on my left hand lane and he was just sitting there hovering he'd been hovering for a few minutes and I was like come on dude either pass me or get behind me one of the two but don't sit there and hover next to my trailer I why hate, shouldn't they hover I hate four wheels that hover very very dangerous it is dangerous get a blown tire you got 50, Anything, 50 we got to pull over for an emergency. Yeah. I mean, being next to a truck is the worst place to be on the road. Just give it a little bit of gas. Pass by us. Leave us alone. I know. I think I, I watched a video where a lot of people say they're scared to pass trucks, and that's why they, like, freeze. And I get that, but it's so friggin' dangerous. What if there's, like, a police officer on the side of the road or a paramedic or something, and we need to get over, and we can't because now you're blocking that left-hand lane. There's just so many scenarios. But anyway... So I put on my left turn signal, hoping that it would encourage him to pass me. Instead, what he does, now mind you, at this point, he'd been going so slow. They had like four or five other cars behind him. And so he slammed on his friggin' brakes. And those cars had to slam on their brakes, and it almost caused a chain reaction accident. And then he got behind me. I'm like, why did he do that? So I was like, okay, whatever. So I put on my turn signal and got over to the left-hand lane, passed my semi-truck, and then I got over so that all the rest of traffic could get over. Normally, when people pass me, I always have my foot like hovering over the brake just in case I get a brake check. But when he started passing me, I happened to look down in his van and he had four small children in car seats and a wife in the front seat. So in my mind, I'm like, this idiot would surely not get in front of me and brake check me when he has his entire family in the truck. Oh, no, 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 no. I was so wrong. He gets into my lane with no turn signal almost takes my bumper off and then proceeds to brake check me scared the living crap by me had i not been paying attention he i probably would have drove through his children and that's not an exaggeration no not at all and i felt it i would have killed I four children. out of bed I, and he all that because he was mad at me and i don't know why there was no reason to be mad at me i was waiting for him to complete his pass he's the one that chose to slam on his brakes it was the most asinine thing I'd ever seen. And the fact that he put his family's lives in jeopardy just made me so mad. Uh, what else happens we got? It's not a smart thing to do. Oh, she has enough food. That's why she's throwing a fit. Um, she's up here. She brought her food bowl. When, she, when she's out of food or she's out of water, she brings her bowls up like, come on, take care of the situation here. So <laughs> she brought her food bowl up. Um, oh, we got our mats registration. Mid-America Truck Show in March. Yes. We are registered for Mats. Yes. And we got VIPs. We did. So I'm going to be um, part of the Real Women in Trucking. I'll actually be working the booth on Friday and Saturday for a couple hours. And then uh, we're actually going to get there a couple of days early so that we could go to the VIP party. And I wound up getting Larry's ticket too. But if you guys are going to be in Louisville, Kentucky in March and you're going to be going to the truck show, the tickets are free, but you do need to register for them, especially if you need a parking space because they have a lot of truck parking there, but it does fill up pretty fast. So if any of you guys are interested in going to Matt's, again, it's a Mid-America Truck Show. 
you know, we hope to see you there. We're definitely going to be there 100%. Our boss is going to be there. She has a booth. I know we'll be there representing TNC Radio and also the NADRA amongst many others. Um, I'm trying to think what else did we have that we were going to talk about this morning. Uh, is there anything else you could think of, Larry? He's back there feeding Nova so he can hear me. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, um, I'm going to share some stories that I got in the news. There wasn't a whole lot of trekking stories this weekend, so I think I've only got like one or two, but I've got a good trekker's tale that I'm going to share with you, too. And then we're going to talk a little bit about jackknifing and also hydroplaning, because the last two podcasts, we talked about winter driving tips and then also things that you should always have on your truck during the winter. So we thought we would talk a little bit about jackknifing and hydroplaning so and i know a lot of my seasoned drivers already know these tips but it's always good to give out these tips every year and especially if you're a new driver or someone just coming into the industry these are always great tips so we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be back in just a few moments treat a trucker is a program designed by larry and angie ball this program thanks america's truckers by giving them a free meal in the form of a subway or denny's gift card Consider making a donation today and help give a truck driver a free meal today. Just visit our Married to the Road Facebook page and see our current fundraiser. Help treat a trucker today. Welcome back, everybody. So we're going to talk a little bit today about uh, how to recover from a jackknife situation or hydroplaning. Because the last two weeks we've kind of been talking about winter driving and how to get yourself prepared. And with all the weather that we saw this weekend, hydroplaning was definitely could have happened. Easy. And there was black ice everywhere. Yeah, I actually drove over black ice for the first time that I can recall. And that was this did weekend. It, did it scare you? It did scare me. Slipped a little bit? But, 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 no. Well, I felt it. Yeah. I felt the back slip. But the whole time in my head I was thinking about all the tips you had told me and warned me about with black ice. So I felt prepared. I wasn't, I wasn't scared. I was nervous. So I think nervous is okay. Nervous is nervous okay. Nervous keeps you alert. And even scared is okay. Just stay calm. Exactly. Do not freak out. That's a, yeah, that's, so I, I found, um, some information on smarttrucking.com. And so I'm going to post the links to the news articles that I'm referencing here in our podcast notes. Um, but, and I also will have this article up on our website, uh, marriedtoroad.com. It doesn't have the word the in no it. No the. I know. I couldn't get the word the. So it's just marriedtoroad.com. But I'll also have this full article up there for you guys to view along with our podcast. And it's still the number two? Still the number two, yes. Uh, driving down the road and having an incident where you see your trailer in the mirror starting to jackknife is every trucker's worst nightmare. Luckily, this is a situation that neither Larry or I have ever found ourselves in. I can't believe that in 18 years of driving, you've never jackknifed, or even a little bit. That's awesome. Does that mean you're an amazing driver? No, it just means I drive slow. Yes. Uh, but when researching this topic, the one thing that I found is that everyone has their own way of trying to recover from a jackknife situation. And while I don't think that one is particularly right or wrong... I think it all depends on each individual situation that you find yourself in. So today we're going to discuss some of the most popular ways of handling this scary situation. Um, so again, I'm referencing an article that was featured in Smart Trucking, um, and I will put the link to it. 
But the driver that was in this article was a professional driver. He'd had over 40 years of experience and he'd driven all over the U.S. So he's driven like every element of weather you can think of. And the first thing that he says is that when you start to see your trailer starting to stray, the first thing you have to do is concentrate on getting your trailer straight again. So for example, if you see your trailer starting to swing towards the driver's side, you want to slowly, and he emphasized slowly, turn your steering wheel in that direction. You want to steer into the turn, which is what you say all the time. Steer into the slide. Yep. Which, you know, it's human nature that if you start to see your trailer sliding, that you're going to turn into the opposite direction. But in this case, the case of a jackknife trailer, you actually want to slow down in the same direction as the trailer and turn your wheel that but way. slow down easy. Do not slam on your brakes. Yes. Do not slam on your brakes. That's you can actually give it a little bit of gas. Oh, really? diesel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it says the other important thing that he mentioned... Accelerate. Accelerate. There Accelerate. you go. Accelerate. Easy. 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 Easy on the gas pedal. Everything is easy when you're on ice. It's easy breezy. Okay, I don't know what's wrong with Easy breezy. <laughs> the other important thing he mentioned was making sure to turn the steering wheel slowly so that you do not overcorrect, only making the situation worse. The other important thing that he mentioned is, like you said, take your feet off of everything. Remove your feet from the brake, the clutch, and the gas. Then start to concentrate and focus on just trying to get your trailer back into line, slowing down the speed of your tractor, now, along with jackknifing, another scary thing out there on the road is something you and I went through, almost went through this weekend, is hydroplaning on wet pavements because we drove through a ton of rain. Yeah. And that was our biggest concern was hydroplaning. And another tip would be is no jake brakes and no cruise control. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did say no cruise control. Maybe I put that under hydroplaning. Yeah, he did. He did mention that. Um... Let's see. So, uh, hydroplaning, which can be especially scary, especially if you're fully loaded. So, again, I did some research, and I found some great tips on how to prevent hydroplaning and what to do if you start to feel your truck starting to hydroplane. So, what is hydroplaning, and how does it happen in the first place? Do you know the technical answer to that? I know probably not the <laughs> dictionary Give verbiage. Give me the Webster's Dictionary. It's when you get a layer of water. Between yep. your tires and the road. Very good. A for effort. No, A plus. <laughs> so hydroplaning is caused when your truck tires lift off the pavement and a thin layer of water is underneath between your tires and pavement. Essentially, you're riding on a thin layer of water. Most of the times, this is very brief, but yet a very scary situation that can go away very quickly. Hydroplating usually happens a short time after the rain starts to fall, and it usually occurs due to a mixture of oil and water on the roadways. The first 10 to 15 minutes of rain is the most slickest. Is it? Because the water lifts all the oil up. Ah, uh, see? I'm learning. Uh, here are several conditions that can influence the like likelihood of you hydroplaning. Uh, the depth of water on the road, so no matter, in other words, how much water is on the road. Uh, road conditions, like whether there's roads, cross slopes, grade, or width of the road. The speed of your vehicle, so how fast you're going down the road. <clears throat> and whether you have improperly inflated tires or wearing on your tires as well. Inflation is very important. Always check your tire pressure. Exactly. You should be doing that in your pre-trips. Yep. 
Uh, so what do you do if you start to hide your plane? The first thing, of course, is to remain calm. <laughs> Which I know is easier said than done, but you need to remain calm. Again, remove your foot from the accelerator or gas pedal and do not slam on your brakes. Do not slam on your brakes. That is very important. Yes. That it, is the worst thing you can do. You should actually avoid using your brakes until the hydroplaning subsides. Next, if you're starting to feel yourself drift off the roadway or into another lane of traffic, then you want to start steering in very small movements so that you're not overcorrecting the steering wheel. So here's a couple ways to help avoid hydroplaning in the first place. First one, like Larry said, do not use your brakes and drive at slower speeds. Do not use your cruise control. Keep, um, keep an eye on your tires and the maintenance to make sure that your tires are properly inflated and in good condition. And then pay attention to your surroundings to avoid puddles or standing water on the roadways. So I thought those were really good tips. Yeah, if you see a puddle coming up, if you're coming up on a puddle, slow down. No poodles or puddles for your truck. Nope, because it's raining cats and dogs because <laughs> you drove over a poodle. Good one. I knew you were going to go right for that joke. <laughs> I lined you up perfectly you for that. You did. <laughs> All right, we're going to be back in just a minute. I got just a couple news stories for you, and then I've got a good trucker's tale from on the road. Ooh, tales. I, I like do. tales. And we're going to talk a little bit about trucker's tales here in just a little bit. Oh, and we have some really good guests that's going to be on a radio show this Wednesday, too. So we'll have all that coming up Ooh, next. I'm excited for that. I can't wait. <laughs> Would you like to advertise your small business or your Facebook page? Does it have to do with the trucking industry? Contact Larry or myself today to see how you can get your commercial added to our podcast today. Just contact us at Married to road at gmail.com or you can contact us on facebook at married to the road again if you would like to have your business advertised in our podcast please contact us by email at married to road at gmail.com or contact us through facebook at married to the road thank you everyone Welcome back. So I've got a week, our weekly weather update for you guys just to help keep you guys safe out there on the road. Just as a reminder, you guys can get daily updates for weather, accident, construction by visiting our group, Trucker Safety Info, on Facebook. It's where I post all the weather, construction, accident information a couple times a day just to help keep all of our truckers and RVers out there safe on the road. So I know it's only January, and man, have we seen our fair share of severe weather already. But sadly, we're going to see some more threats this week happening on Tuesday and Wednesday. We'll have the threat for severe storms from Texas to the Carolinas. This storm system is going to be forming in New Mexico, then start heading through Texas on Tuesday, down to Mississippi and Alabama Tuesday evening, and then into the Carolinas on Wednesday. The main threat with these severe storms is going to be wind gusts of 45 to 60 miles an hour, an isolated tornado or two, lots of rainfall, causing some flooding in some areas, receiving up to one to three inches of rainfall. Then in the northeast, who just got done with a snowstorm and still going to have a little bit of a Monday morning, they're going to see a second storm. Uh, this storm that is impacting them now will start to disappear, and a second storm is just around the corner and expected to show up on Wednesday. This is going to be another snow, snow system. 
Uh, the system is going to be full of cold and dry air, and they are thinking that it's going to deliver short bursts of large snowfall. This is going to be at the front of the storm, and then the back of the storm is going to be followed by rain. Areas like St. Louis, Chicago, and Detroit are going to see snowfall. This is going to continue all the way northeast towards Washington, D.C., while the southern areas from Nashville to Texas and to the Carolinas are going to see a wintry mix or rainfall. So that's your forecast for the week. Again, the weather changes daily. We know how it is out there. So stay tuned and be sure to go to Facebook at Trucker Safety Info to get all your latest weather, accident, and construction information. We're going to take a quick commercial break and be right back. If you're enjoying our podcast and you need just a little bit more Angie and Larry time, then we encourage you to listen to our weekly radio show. That's right. We have a weekly radio show. Every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Central, 8 Eastern, you can listen to our radio show, Taillights with the Bombs. It's on TNCRadio.live. You can listen to us live every week on your phone or your computer by going to TNCRadio.live or downloading the TNC Radio app. Every week, Larry and I sit down and we interview truckers and people in the trucking industry who share their stories from over the road. So be sure to join us this Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central at TNCRadio.live for Taillights with the Bombs. Welcome back. So Larry and I are going to start a new segment here on our podcast and they're going to be called Trucking Tales. And so pretty much what it is is we are looking from stories for over the road. So if you're a truck driver or a trucker's wife and you've got a funny story or a serious story that you'd like to share, we want to hear your stories. We want to feature them in our podcast every week and you don't have to use your name if you want to remain anonymous you can do that but I have had some people like okay well you can use my CV radio handle so anyway these are a couple stories and I actually got these off of a website um, because I haven't had a chance to edit the stories that were given to me yet but anyway if you're interested in appearing here on our podcast and you want to share one of your stories from over the road whether it was funny sad crazy whatever we'd love to hear it and we could use your name if you want us to or we could do it anonymous so this first story is called don't pick a fight with a trucker who carries handcuffs okay what do you think that sounds like larry (laughs) bondage (laughs) why did i know your brain was gonna go there i say handcuffs first thing comes to mind bondage okay you are a sick man 50 shades of gray Oh, Lord. Okay, that is not anything what the story is about. (laughs) Okay, so it says a student of mine, the first two months that he was out on the road, he got involved with the cops three times. Not once, not twice, but three times a charm. Three times a charm. (laughs) It wasn't that he was breaking the law. It was that he used to be an army man, and he couldn't leave certain impulses behind him and leave things to the cops. He also carried a lot of shit no one else drives with, including a set of handcuffs. So you can see what everyone's doing for high up in a rig, right? Well, one time he's pulling in to eat at a truck stop, and he sees a couple in their car, and the guy is hitting his girlfriend. Well, my old student, he parks his truck, goes over to his car, knocks on the window, calls the guy out, and the way things ended, he had that man handcuffed to the mirror on his own car to stay put until the cops showed up. (laughs) Good for him. So I guess maybe Larry used to start carrying handcuffs and you could start taking the law into your own hands. Yes. (laughs) Okay. 
And this other one says, when a major highway becomes an ice rink. I was driving through Oregon in the winter, and I must have seen 16 trucks go off the road in an ice storm. Uh, that's as scared as I've ever been. Second place is having my emergency brakes go out on me in the Rockies. You get hit with pure panic, and you're trying to keep your emotions under control, and time slows down. Oh, my God. I could not imagine my brakes going out. Do not panic. I would Remain panic. Remain calm. I would... I. I would panic if I was going down a Remain hill. Remain calm. No, I would panic. That that's like that's like a worst nightmare having to use those those uh, truck ramps, runway yeah. ramps. Yes. Okay. Anyway, back to the story. Sorry, squirrel moment. Anyway, in Oregon, <laughs> we're trying to stay on the road and trying not to kill ourselves or someone else. And it finally got so bad that they had to close the highway down and had all of us park out into this field so that we didn't get into a wreck. Of course, when we woke up the next morning, every damn one of us was stuck in the snow. So they got to bring in tow trucks to get us all out. That was a long, long day of bullshit. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Okay, and then this one is one that's really going to hit home for truckers. It says, the lack of sleep and lack of bathrooms don't mix. <laughs> I thought you'd make a noise like you were pooping too. There you go. Okay, some some guys, I'm not going to say what he said. Some guys go to the bathroom in jugs. <laughs> you don't want to, but it just happens. It's it's just that it's hard to find a place to stop when you actually have to try to find a place to fit your rig in. So you only drive so many miles trying to hold it in. Now you mix that with fatigue, that hypnosis you get while you're watching the road hour after hour, and you run the danger of doing some stupid stuff. If I've got to go in a container in my car, I pour it down the drain and get rid of the bottle the next time I stop. A few people are real assholes, and they just toss it on the roadside. Yeah, we see that a lot. That is that makes absolutely me sick. disgusting. I cannot stand that. And people wonder why truckers aren't allowed to park in certain places. That's why. Right there. Right there. Uh, litter, litter, litter. And they're pee jugs. Literally litter. <laughs> Literally litter. Uh, one time I saw one driver coming into the shower with the truck stop all angry, and you could smell the pee all over him. <laughs> Come to find out he had been so zoned out that he tried to throw the bottle through the window without remembering to roll down the window and it splashed back all over the cab. Okay, now that <laughs> is funny. Hence the reason lack of sleep and bathrooms don't mix. <laughs> That's funny. Could you imagine throwing that? Okay, you know what? I have to say karma, karma, karma. You guys, karma is a bee. You guys and your darn pee jugs. <laughs> Hey, when nature calls, you gotta listen. No. Okay. So just a reminder, Larry and I have a radio show on Wednesday nights, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern called Tail Lights with the Bombs on TNC Radio dot live. See, you should be a radio host. You got that smooth radio voice. It's kind I of vel one. it's kind of velvety. <laughs> oh, that's true, that's true. So who's gonna be our guest on this week's show? He's pointing to me. He's like, you, you, you. So this Wednesday, we're going to have our good friends, um, Lily Trucker. Their names are Ashley and Rich. A lot of you guys know them from YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, they go by Lily Trucker. And so they're going to be on our show Wednesday night. We've become really good friends with them. And <clears throat> I think the thing we love the most about them is they're so, they bring a lot of humor and positivity into the trucking industry and she puts a lot of thought into all of her videos and TikTok. So if you have not had a chance to check out Lily Trucker yet, 
I'm telling you, you don't know what you're missing out. They are a super funny couple. They're just very sweet, good-natured people. And uh, Rich and Larry are very much alike. <laughs> I love their hearts. Yes. We're actually going to see if we can plan a vacation together this year. So anyway, be sure to join us Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central. Like, you guys can't get enough of me and Larry. But anyway, on TNC Radio Live, you guys can listen to it through your phone or computer by going to tncradio.live or by downloading the app and listening that way. So we really appreciate everybody for listening to our show this week. We've had a blast. We love doing this podcast with you. And we want to remind you that you can always check out our Facebook page, Married to the Road. Larry and I post a lot about what we do out here on the road. Lots of photos, recipes, things that we're doing. And our road dogs. Yep. Just like the next day or two, we'll be posting all about the two big restaurants that we're going. Hopefully hitting Virginia Beach. That would be amazing. Yes. Well-deserved downtime. Exactly. That's one of the reasons we love trekking the most is we run hard, but then when we do get an opportunity to have some downtime, we try to make the most out of it. Yeah. Tomahawk. That's all he cares about. That's all he cares about. He's got a steak place opening up in two and a half hours. Tomahawk and lobster tail. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Tomahawk and lobster tail. I'm more excited about the seafood buffet tomorrow. That's going to be cool too. And then afterwards go to Virginia Beach. Yes. We're going to walk off our seafood. Anyway, don't forget you guys can follow us on TikTok as well, Married to the Road, our new YouTube channel. Um, we just started uploading videos there. We're trying to post at least twice a week. And we really appreciate it if you would be sure to subscribe to that and listen to our podcast every Monday and Friday. And if you guys could share our podcast link as well, we truly, truly appreciate it. Don't forget to like, follow, and share. <laughs> that was so velvety smooth. You did really good. <laughs> And then also we need to tell everybody to keep your eyes on the road and your ears on us. Dang, that was good. Okay. All right, guys. (laughs) You got me all flustered now. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Love you guys. Be safe out there. Exactly. Be safe out there. And we'll see you guys uh, Friday. Yes, I couldn't remember what day of the week it is. Welcome to Trekking. Bye, everybody. Larry and I are so honored to be one of many members of the roundtable of a new trekking organization called the NADRA. This is a new trekking organization that was created to simply educate, inform, inspire, and unite our trekking industry to help make the industry simpler, more pleasant, and more productive by utilizing a roundtable with an accountability system of representatives from all facets of the trekking community trying to make a difference in our industry. If you'd like more information or to learn how you can become a member today, please be sure to visit their website today, nadra2022.com.